Let us pray. O oh Lord, our God, open our hearts to your Holy Spirit. We ask that you would show us that which you would take, have us take away on this day. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together would be acceptable to you. For you are our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, maybe somebody, a woman in our church said something like, God is speaking to me all the time. God is everywhere. He is everywhere. He does not stop talking to us. Why don't people see this? And the truth is so hard to take that I don't even know if I can tell it to you. But it has to do with all of us in the way we are. We cannot hear God because of twin blinders. One of the blinders is the fact that we think it's about us. We think that this world is about us. The best people, the kindest people, the most loving people still fall into this thing. It's about me. If I wasn't here doing this, it wouldn't happen. The world as I know it is the way I understand it, and that's it. So that's one of the blinders. And the other is fear. As we listen to the angels in this account, the first two words, their preface for anything is fear not. We are scared of so much, and you know what? Frankly, we have a reason to be. But if you have fear dominating life in such a way that it derails what is in our heart, those twin blinders of fear and self-absorption, there is no way we can hear God. What we hear is ourself saying is, God, where are you? Why aren't you doing what I want you to do? When the question is, God is always talking to us. The point is, why can't we hear it? Why can't we understand it? Why can't we let God illuminate a reality, a blessed, sweet reality that really doesn't have much to do with us? Can we go there? I think we have to. Mary did. It's fascinating when you read the Magnificat and it's part of our call to worship. She was, it seems, kind of really self-absorbed. Look what wonderful thing you have done to me, O Lord. You have made me your handmaiden. But if you read it carefully, it's because she had a cosmic, even though she would never use that word, a cosmic understanding of what God was going to do for her, which is give her the Savior of the universe. And the Holy Spirit was going to overshadow her, and she would become, as a virgin pregnant and it's interesting at this point in my ministry i have no problem saying that it was a miracle upon which the whole thing is based the wonder and the signs of mary the wonder of the angel gabriel appealing to appearing to her you are so highly favored the lord is with you And her whole life points to, can we let go to hear and see something bigger like God? Can we see God? The angel said, as I said, fear not. The birth event had so many signs in it that if you knew nothing but how these signs came together, 
that would be enough for every single person to fall on their knees and say, Jesus, you are who you say you are. How every single piece of that is a sign and was a sign for Mary. And there are signs within the signs. You will find a baby wrapped in torn rags and lying in a manger. I've heard whole sermons on nothing but the torn rags, the swaddling clothes, the fact that there was a, a curtain that was ripped, the fact that Jesus' own garments were ripped apart to be sold at the time of his crucifixion. You could go with every single detail of this and see how a sovereign God has put it all together for that moment that our darling children just portrayed. The shepherds themselves were signposts foreshadowing the good and great shepherd, Jesus Christ, bringing God incarnate into the world to save the world. God's grace is our truth. When we begin to understand, we are overwhelmed by the signs and wonders surrounding the birth of Jesus. Some would argue that all the signs and wonders and miracles that accompanied the earthly time of Christ are over and done. But Jesus poured out his spirit on his body, the church, at Pentecost, birthing something, signs and wonders for the glory of God. The Jesus account is not a self-contained Christmas story. It is here right now, and it shows us how God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, interacting with human beings. He continues this side of the cross to get our attention, to seek our attention, and God will go at all lengths so that we will listen to him. We have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Christ. The signs that give us access to Christ. The Holy Spirit allows us to hear and to know and to listen for the upbuilding of Christ's church, for the glory of God. And church is wary of signs and wonders. They provide interest and excitement, but people forget that the signs and wonders are for strengthening and loving Christ's church and loving each other as part of the church or the potential church, not for personal agendas. Signs and wonders require discernment. My mother has macular degeneration. I worry because she is active. She still entertains at 86. She's a visual person. She derives such pleasure from beautiful environments. She reads a lot. Her eyesight has been stable for years, but now it appears to be getting worse. And frankly, I'm kind of terrified for her. So lately, I've been noticing a ton of TV ads about blindness, about blind veterans, about blind people fundraising for the Maryland Institute of the Blind. Very good things. And then I had this thought, are these things signs that blindness is to come and we should prepare does God does speak through anything? God does speak through everything. But upon discernment, the only thing these are signs of is that Pastor Linda is kind of nuts. How do I know? Because the whole thing was driven by fear. My fear about what I think my family might be facing, 
Have any of you had that fear? I have fear about what my family might be facing. And then I realize, because this is what the discernment process is, and the clouds part, and I realize signs from God do not stem from our fear and worry. Signs from God do not stem from our need to control and manage situations. God does not give signs to bless and encourage human weakness. God doesn't give signs to uplift our neurosis. God gives us faint glimmerings of ideas where grace is reinforced and grace becomes real. And he gives it to us through the people that he has pulled together. When you get a glimmering of grace and some kind of insight, isn't it amazing how someone will repeat that same thing to you, maybe using different words. And then when we pray, when people pray together, you hear the signs as it echoes in the prayer in the community of faith, and you realize God has given me a sign because he's given them the sign. But then the biggie, and I mean the biggie, is this. When you read scripture, that is our most precious gift because out of scripture, our devotional scripture, our learning scripture, the truth about God leaps off the pages. If we have scripture and we have Holy Spirit and we have an openness to what is taking place in the community of Christ, there is no way we can ignore Christ. He is the Savior, folks. Let us pray. You are the truth. You are the way. You are the life. And we praise your holy name forever. Amen.